Over the past few weeks, we at Staggering Stories have been overjoyed to be able to get back together again to do these recordings. It's, it's been fantastic. Yay! But now, yeah. thanks to Real Keith and mm. his insistence on coming into contact with people <laughs> who are unwell... Has he been licking mm. things Unclean. again? He has. He and I are self-isolating. Sorry. For ten days. Uh. For ten Days. He's got mushrooms growing out of every part of his body. Sorry. <laughs> he touched a picture of our youngest grandson and instantly wet himself and shoved a banana up his nose. Sorry. <laughs> he picked the cat up and then fell over and had a nap for 48 hours. <laughs> he touched the television and told me really crap things I didn't want to know until I used the remote control to turn him over to Loki. Sorry. <laughs> the boy has gone quite a mass on my ass. <laughs> I want a divorce. Welcome, welcome, dear listeners, one and all, to this, the latest in a long line of Staggering Stories podcasts. I'm Crumbly. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. I'm Jean. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. Shut up. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say you were burdened with mushrooms. <laughs> I'm going round the room as if we're in the chairs, you see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you sort of the final time you have to do this? A one off special return to remote recording. Oh. Yes. On Freedom Day, no less. Yes. Freedom Day. Freedom Day. I'm, I'm hate... sure you can appreciate the irony. Yeah. Can I just go on the record of saying I hate that phrase? Oh, so do I. Yeah, I do. Bollocks. What a load of absolute pompous twonk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> utter, utter bollocks. You, no, you're, you're not allowed an opinion on anything at the moment. I, 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 I just say, with, with the people we've got in charge, we'll be blacking lockdown next month. Next at least. Month? Yeah. Next week. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. yeah, well into the third wave now, but never mind. Anyway, seriousness aside. <laughs> yes. Anyway, dear listeners, without further ado... Mushrooms and other strange appendages besides. It's oh. the news with El, with El Presidente. Loki news. Oh, yeah. Loki gains a season but loses direction. Oh. Disney Plus's rather successful Marvel TV series Loki has a confirmed second season on the way, but is losing its director. After two apparently single-season limited series in the form of WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the God of Mischief is bowing to popular demand for an encore. At this stage, all we know of this is that the director of all six first-season episodes, Kate Heron, will not be back next time. Aww. Talking mm. about it... Heron appears to suggest that the second season might be a recent change of plan. I always planned to be just on for this, and to be honest, season two wasn't in there. That's something that just came out, and I'm so excited. 
I'm really happy to watch it as a fan next season, but I think I'm so proud of what we did here and I've given it all my all. Meanwhile... Tom Hiddleston said of the series, I am so grateful that we got to do season one. I am still I'm not quite able to process that we get to have another go at this. I am so excited by the possibilities. We are already in discussions. Deep, deep, deep discussions. I can't wait to get started. We may see the second season squeezed into the end of 2022, or perhaps more likely, sometime in 2023. Mm. We're going to talk about Loki later. later. Yes, any any discussion now has to be postponed until later, or until my mushrooms hatch. (laughs) Mushrooms don't (laughs) hatch. Do you think you're being funny? You don't know the annoyance that's eating its way out of me. <laughs> I, I think I do. The heat and you. <laughs> oh. Anyway, any more news? Love you. Go away. <laughs> Cancellations. Cursed and Lovecraft Country no more. Aww. We cannot go a podcast episode without Netflix cancelling something, and this time they have pulled the plug on Cursed. This series was based on a Frank Miller and Tom Wheeler graphic novel that acts as a form of prequel to Arthurian legend. Mm. This chronicled the adventures of a young woman named Naimu, who will eventually become the Lady of the Lake, her arm clad in the purest shimmering Samite. <laughs> held, <laughs> sorry, held aloft Excalibur. <laughs> Just because a, a watery bint hands you a sword is no status for government. <laughs> Be quiet. As per normal with Netflix cancellations, no official word exists. HBO is not quite so cagey with its decision not to pick up Lovecraft Country for a second season, saying, We are grateful for the dedication and artistry of the gifted cast and crew and to Misha Green, who crafted this groundbreaking series. And to the fans, thank you for joining us on this journey. Lovecraft Country was about a young black man who travelled across the segregated and frequently hostile 1950s United States in search of his missing father. On his travels, he learns of dark secrets plaguing the town on which famous horror writer H.P. Lovecraft supposedly based the location of many of his fictional tales. If I'm not mistaken, I think Lovecraft Country has picked up a number of Emmys Mm. in the past... Mm couple of weeks <laughs> months but doesn't seem to save anybody nowadays does it yeah, yeah good ratings good reviews and, and yeah, yeah. Brilliant yeah. acting yeah. No. yeah yeah for this one i think at least they, they'd done the book mm. so that first season was the book they had plans for the second season but that's sort of an adjunct to the yeah. uh, the, the original yeah. thing so it's not quite so bad sometimes i wonder what the rationale is behind their decisions mm. yeah it's almost like the days of the bbc when it was down to the whims of the person in charge what they liked or don't like not not what has ratings or does any yeah. good or what have you who knows mm. one thing i've noticed about that previous paragraph i get the impression it's set somewhere in the deep south yeah um mm-hmm. a lot of hp Lovecraft's yeah. uh, novels and short stories are based in uh, new england yeah presumably i don't know i haven't seen the series but presumably it's translated it down mm-hmm. south anyway any addendums have you got an addendum i have an addendum oh go on crumbly what's your addendum <laughs> crumbly how cross are you going to be if it's the same as yours i doubt that very much doubtful but, no okay this one's is this one's especially for karen <gasps> oh god this is gonna be moonings. oh no you've got to remember there's usually only one thing he ever addendums about or is that or tron yep <laughs> <laughs> so i've got moonings yes. or tron the heat 
and his infectedness here. <laughs> <laughs> no, apparently uh, Moomin Valley has been renewed for a third season. A third? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I can't speak, I'm so angry. <laughs> so, so, Karen, that means another Blu-ray for you at Christmas. I haven't No, apparently they're introducing uh, new characters. Uh, first and foremost is the Snork, who is uh, Snork Maiden's uh, older and more... Well, let's just say it's a bit of a boffin, sort of inventing all these sort of weird and wonderful Heath Robinson devices. And uh, the, se- the second one is Stinky, which basically is sort of a big hairy mass with pair of arms and legs who is very mischievous Jamie (laughs) (laughs) so that's going to be be along somewhere in 2022 I'm I'm, I'm sorry people I'm sorry to interrupt the recording but I can hear a noise what is that it's your teeth yes they're grinding grinding. together (laughs) (laughs) oh crumbly it's a good job I adore you (laughs) (laughs) you're not in the same room Yeah, Yeah, that's the only reason he's done this. (laughs) Husband, do you have an addendum? I have an addendum. Go on then. Is it about Moomins? It's not about Moomins. It's not about Moomins. Things have been quiet on the Doctor Who role-playing front. You stole my addendum! Oh, no! You knew about that? Yeah, I was reading about it yesterday and I thought, I'm going to keep this as an addendum. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I I haven't written it down. You go ahead. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) Um, they have renegotiated the license with the BBC, so they've still mm-hmm. got the license. Cubicle and seven. Cubicle yep. seven. And they are currently reformulating it into a second edition. They've got as far as doing a test split of the front cover of the second edition. Okay. Does it include Wataka? Well, they're going the same route mm-hmm. as the uh, the annual. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. It is Wataka centric. The certainly the cover is. So uh, okay. There's no news actually when it's going to be coming out. But the last official publication of theirs was a good year, year and a half. At least, yeah. A I couple mean, of years ago. Yeah. That's the 12th Doctor. I still haven't got that, so I must yeah. pick that up. All, all the other things that have been coming out have been fan-created. Yeah. I was so excited when I read that and realised you hadn't mentioned it. <laughs> well, I, the reason I hadn't mentioned it is because the amount of flack I usually get from mentioning anything. <laughs> Chaps, we're, we're all awake. Could we all fall asleep just for a second? <laughs> Thank you. There you go. (laughs) And that's the end of the news. Dear listeners, we've all been watching television. Yes, we have. Definitely, Mm. definitely, definitely. I think that's all I've been doing for the past weeks. Are you still going on? Yeah, I am. (laughs) And reading. I've read a couple of books. It's a shame Mm. we're not doing a Flotsam and Jetsam this episode, because I've got tons of stuff. I'm going to Flotsam your Jetsam in a minute. (laughs) We've all been watching a very mischievous programme. What have we been watching? Well, I'll give you a clue. It's very low-key. Oh, God. <laughs> it's not really. It's really not. No. <laughs> I, I was hoping he was going to go it's burdened with Edmund. glorious purpose. Yeah, no but chance. No. <laughs> We've been watching Loki. Yay! Pause for music. Good music. Bloody good music. Yeah, I, I love that title theme. I am a bit worried, though, that... Um, 
they've overreached themselves allowing for a season two because <laughs> really? the number of font licenses they must have had to pay for <laughs> just for the word Loki in the mm. opening credits. In, in the opening titles, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. would have nearly bankrupt them. <laughs> Which one is Alligator Loki's typeface? Oh, I love Alligator. <laughs> that has got to be my all-time favourite line. What's an alligator doing in here? It's a Loki. <laughs> so come on. We're getting way ahead of ourselves. Anyway, <laughs> Adam, lead us in. Where does Loki pick up? So, for those of you who might remember two or three, is it now, films ago in the Marvel Endgame. MCU? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Avengers Endgame, the final Avengers so far. Yeah. They go back in time to 2012, I think it was. Yep. To mm-hmm. get yep. the Tesseract. Yep. But Loki manages to steal it and yeah, disappear. There's never a, to be seen again. There's a at slight least in that film. Kerf- there's a slight kerfuffle where the Tesseract ends at the ends up at the feet of Loki from twenty twelve. Mm. So he vanishes and then we pick up with him falling into the desert somewhere. Uh, Mongolia. At, was mm, it Mongolia? Right, no. And the yeah. gets picked up by these high tech people with weird doors. doors. Mm. Yeah. A bit mm-hmm. like uh, Al yeah. in uh, Quantum Leap. Yeah. That's <laughs> where I'd seen it before. Yeah. I knew it reminded they, they, me they of were something. Gold yeah, it's very reminiscent of, of that. Yeah. <laughs> Al's mm-hmm. doors were always blue. Mm. And you know, one of the first questions I asked oh, yeah. after watching this, because his yeah. high, old sicky Magoo here, he watched <laughs> the first five episodes before I'd even watched one. <laughs> okay. The first question yeah. I asked was... What happened to those nice Mongolian people who came over to see if he's all right? Please tell me they don't end up getting killed. <laughs> they, they get reset. No, they, they get wiped. Yeah, they, they get wiped. They, no, they, they got killed. They, no, they no, didn't no, get, they get killed. killed. They get deleted. Oh, that's all right then. <laughs> end, end up maybe at the end of time, mm. yeah. eaten by a lyre. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> making it yes, worse. <laughs> But Loki is captured by a mysterious organisation called the TVA. Time, Time Variance, Variance Authority. Mm-hmm. And they're a weird bunch. Just a tad. Uh, for some strange reason, the first episode where he's being uh, inducted and uh, processed before you know, being taken to court. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all the bureaucracy, that reminded me very much of um, the Terry Gilliam film Brazil. Yes. Yeah, I mean, we must cover was, that sometime. That was mm, very yeah. much uh, an influence. Re- watching the, uh, on YouTube, sort of the making of and the behind the scene things, uh, Brazil was very much an influence for the TVA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I do like to, I I do as we're at this point I really think we should give a shout out for another variation of Barryman's favourite Defabricator. Oh yes, yeah, Defabricator was in there. There's a couple of Doctor Who references at least. I'm sure that's one. Yeah, there was and the, also there's the, a, the bad man with the blue box. Yeah, you're that criminal with the blue that's box. It, yeah. 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 yeah, the blue box. Yeah, <laughs> but we get to see Tom Hiddleston without any clothes on, so all's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's all CGI, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> you mean they CGI'd his nipples? <laughs> Probably. Mm. Oh, and secondly, when Loki sees the uh, sees where the TVO is situated for the first time, basically yeah. it's an endless corridor with sort of, uh, yeah, buildings you know, sort of coming from all angles. To mm. me, that is very reminiscent of um, this place called the Corridor in the uh, Greg Bear book uh, Eon. Yeah. Okay. As I say, basically. Uh, a dimensionless sort of endless corridor you know, with massive buildings you know, sort of uh, in it. Yes, that's what it reminded me of. Mm. Well, the TVA, they're there to keep one timeline, only one yeah. timeline exists. The sacred anything, timeline. Yeah, and anything which starts to branch off, they come in and they uh, kill it. Wipe it out. Prejudice. Yeah. Prune. They mm, prune, prune it, it. Yes. yes. And it turns out they're being targeted by a Loki, a different yes. Loki. Mm. 
a variant. Who's going out of their way to uh, to steal their reset devices? So, Jeremy I didn't Harrison. like the way they handled the free Loki, the one that's mm-hmm. up to all the no good. In terms of without giving too much away, but we have a little bit. You get the impression that <laughs> you've got Loki, and yeah. in all the other mm-hmm. dimensions, he's going to be Tom Hiddleston. But then yeah, you no. find out <laughs> that it's not necessarily always that Loki, and there's mm-hmm. different versions, and it takes a long time. The way they play it, you think it's Tom Hiddleston that yeah. is the Loki mm-hmm. going around capturing these time resets. Mm. Yeah. And I did like the way they did the, the twist on that. They There was no hint whatsoever of who they were. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the Loki is kept very much in silhouette or in the shadows for the mm. first two episodes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, the end of the second, I think. Yeah. Let's face it, though, people probably know and we're going to give it away. So can I have a quick round of spoiler music? Spoiler, spoiler music, spoiler music. Spoiler la, 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 la. Loki's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Loki's also Sylvie oh, Grant's. Yep. An alligator. Yeah. A, small, yeah. Yep. a young boy who murdered Thor. Yeah. Mm. Yep. A boastful Loki. Oh, yes. Yeah. And yep. we also yep. have yep. President Loki, Loki yep. who, oh, yes. who's yep. also played by Tom Hiddleston. Well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> There's lots, lots of, Lokis. of different Lokis. I liked with the alligator Loki. So, like, that's me. Oh, it's just, you know, it's not like... Okay, it's me, and it's passed on because, in the scheme of things, yeah. that's yeah. the least weird thing that's happening. I love the, the little alligator's got his Loki horns. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a lovely quote from Richard E. Grant saying that his mm-hmm. late father, when he was a young actor, said, So, this is what you want to do. You want to be forever in costume and makeup and prance around in tights. And, and he's taken a mm. selfie of himself in his Loki costume, saying, I think the old man would have chuckled at this one. What I did yeah. like about uh, Richard E. Grant is it is the actual lack a Loki costume from the original 1960s, 1950s comic strip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's right. Yeah. Even if you didn't know that, you can see that it's a 1950s, 1960s version of a superhero yeah. costume. There is no lycra or spandex or anything anywhere. <laughs> No outline <laughs> of the nipples. Yeah. Think, think, think of um, <laughs> of the Batman. Um, Adam West. Adam West Batman. Batman. Yeah. <laughs> I like the fact people referring with the Kermit one as well. Yeah, he's got mm, that old uh, collar. Yeah, red collar. It looks like Kermit's uh, collar. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bold choice. I like the fact in this. There's quite a few twists and turns. Yeah, a lot as mm. to who or what or why this TVA exists, mm-hmm. their legitimacy, and all the rest of it. But I like the fact that Loki falls in love with himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah. Well, uh, Sylvie, the, uh, the female version. Mm, Sylvie, it's yeah. still falling in love <laughs> with yourself. Well, who else was he going to fall in love with? <laughs> I, lo- I love the fact, though, you know, he is literally so self-centred. <laughs> yeah. And that makes perfect sense to me. If there were a female version of me, it's as, as attractive as her. Then, yeah. Yeah. Same interests. I have noticed there's a lot of in common between Adam and Loki. Yeah. yeah. Adam thinks a female version of him would look anything like her. <laughs> it was, she would look like the alligator. She would. <laughs> the nicest thing about it, the um, uh, Owen, what's his face, is in we'll this. Wilson Wilson. is in this playing Mobius with um, Mm, a disastrous (laughs) moustache he's a a TVA agent who's basically put in charge of Loki and the nicest part of the whole thing was when 
he hugged him as a friend. Yeah. It's the only true mm-hmm. friend of time. Loki mm-hmm. had. Mm-hmm. What I do yeah. like is also the first episode, it takes him through the evolution, sort of, that he had in the three films, four films that he appeared in. Yeah, it's a very quick evolution. It's a very yeah. quick evolution because <laughs> we, we, the Loki who was at the end of the Avengers would not be the good guy in this film. I admit Loki is not the good guy, but he's not the villain. Mm. Mm. Boy, anti-hero. Yeah. yeah. And you, you needed it quite rapidly for him to be in that place. And the way they did it, was it within the logic of the story? They yeah. didn't just change him; they took him on this journey. Yeah, yeah. They showed him his future, and then obviously he got to interact with Mobius and Sylvie. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. yeah. and he, yeah. he saw what his death would have been. Where we were, most mm. of the people were scared that his death was in Avengers: Infinity War, mm. which was mm-hmm. the final death of Loki. Yeah. Talking of Owen Wilson. He's not exactly my favourite actor. I a lot of the things I've seen him in, I haven't been overly impressed with. I like Nightmare mm-hmm. Museum and the rest of it, but yeah, if his name was on the billing, I wouldn't necessarily go and see the film specifically. Yeah, because he's on there. In this, I think he's absolutely brilliant. It's, he it's was. probably yeah. the mm-hmm. best acting I've seen from him in all the things he's done. He kept a right level of the humorous element. But he was totally serious as well. It's it's a bit like in Men in Black, you know, the funny straight man who doesn't yeah. mean to be. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I was I was very impressed with uh, his performance, very much so. Yeah, even though he whispered half his lines, I think. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, that's <laughs> TV nowadays. The, mm. the no, reason no, no, no. why he had the moustache <laughs> is because the look of Morbius was actually look, based on one of the artists for who originally drew the, drew the comic strip that the ah. TVA first appeared in. Mm. So the guy had a moustache as well. He probably wore okay. it better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably wore it oh. in the 70s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's some really good characters in this, aside from the various Lokis and, and Mobius. You've got the, the Hunters, and what's, what's her B-15? name? B-15? Uh, yeah, Hunter B-15 and Ravona Renslayer. Oh, yes. I liked her. Mm. The, the <laughs> person who's in de facto charge. Yeah, but she isn't. <laughs> yeah, while I remember, going back to the uh, alligator again, I mean, it's very much in the same vein as a Chewbacca or a Groot. Oh, yeah. I mean, ev- even though it might hiss and sort of snarl, everybody understands what it's saying. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's Loki. So I, think, I think certainly classic Loki could understand yeah. him. I also like to point out the whole thing is the production values on this. Oh, this, this is yeah. film level quality. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The special it. effects, and I would quite happily sat there and watched this in the theatre. I mean, the bit where the ark mm. was destroyed. Yeah, the lamentous, the mm. yes. mm. one, the whole yeah. lamentous one section with the moon's mm. destruction was incredible. Mm. Yeah. And they did that great long pseudo one shot as yeah. well, yeah. rushing through it. Really well done. Uh, certain certain episodes of The Haunting of Hill House. And The West Wing. Were they, more or less taken. They have cuts yeah. in them, but yeah. they're very mm-hmm. subtle cuts, and it just looks like mm. one long take. One yeah. continuous shot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, The West Wing was famous for doing the um, never-ending speeches, walking through the White House all in one take. Yeah. Yeah, that really was one take. Yeah, yeah they they hit they hit. <laughs> yeah. And what about these the t- the three time keepers, <laughs> the space lizards? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the, again, the de facto rulers of the TVA. 
Mm. It had a lot of people speculating, didn't it, as the yes. weeks mm. went by. Yes. People yeah. who knew the comics. Yeah. And they were real characters in the comics, I believe. Yeah. It's all misdirection. Exactly. Not only in-universe, but yeah. in real life, too. It's very yeah. clever. Yeah, for some reason, uh, sort of look at all the um, the representations of them, the murals and such. I mean, for some reason, it reminded me of uh, Thanos. Yeah, I can, I can see where you're coming from in, in, in some respects on that shot, yeah. As I said, they were meant to be space lizards, but they didn't look mm, very yeah. lizardy to me. <laughs> oh, no, they weren't. Yes, you find out, yeah. Yeah. Also, mm. I think we need to cast our eye over the Easter eggs, the things okay. that were going on in the background. Oh, right. oh, yes. I didn't Peggy notice Carter. it. Yeah, exactly. I didn't notice it, and I knew I hadn't fallen asleep. <laughs> <laughs> but it's only, it's because, well, Tom Hiddleston was front and centre looking, you know, Tom Hiddleston-like, mm. and so I just didn't <laughs> notice anything that was going on in the background. And then when I went back and checked after his infectedness here had told me about it, <laughs> it, was, it was blurry anyway, but that looked yeah. like Peggy Carter being dragged through a TVA door. Is that because she branched, or well, it must Steve been. Rogers branched the timeline and she got taken? Uh, I don't well, know. No, 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 that, because you're, you're told that the Avengers going back in time was meant to happen. Mm. Loki picking up the Tesseract was not meant to happen. That's why he got pruned. It doesn't make any sense, though, does it? No. Hmm. Uh, these things never do. But that you. particularly, the fact that Loki took the Tesseract meant they had to go back further in time to uh, the 70s. Yeah. So if Loki hadn't taken the Tesseract, they wouldn't need to do that. Therefore, the entire flow would be entirely different. So that, you can't have one without the other. I said that is, in, very, that, is very good, that is very good reasoning, very logical reasoning. Yeah. But by the end of the thing, we know the whole thing is fake anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, we had, I confusing. think, at the end of time, you can see a wrecked Avengers building. Yes. There is a, a helicarrier fly, uh, lying around yep. somewhere. Ah. Uh, yeah, Kree ship. And also uh, the spaceship from the first Guardians of the Galaxies. Also... Dark Aster. Yeah. Also, out of universe, there is a Playbus computer game behind Loki at the end of time. Oh, Polybius, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You spot lots of things. I haven't spotted <laughs> do you just any of the read articles no, no. about Easter eggs. And... <laughs> I read the articles okay. about Easter eggs. <laughs> now, the play, mm. play, Playbus uh, console game is very interesting because in real life, that game apparently caused seizures and suddenly disappeared for no readily explained reason. <laughs> oh, I think it's a myth, but yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was too busy just enjoying the ride. <laughs> Mm. Uh, I, yeah. I, I enjoy the ride and then look on YouTube for the Easter yeah. eggs. Yeah. and The, um, uh, the build-up to it, the first throg. five episodes, I thoroughly enjoyed. Mm. They were, yeah. I thought they were paced wonderfully. Apart from the very final payoff, I was a bit disappointed with the final episode. I thought it dragged. Oh, really? I thought it was too mm. much talking heads. I have to agree. There was a lot. I do. I thought it was rather good, but... It, it is setting up... One, it's setting up the next season. Mm. Two... It is also setting up, to a certain extent, the next section of films. Completely, yeah. Because yeah. you have Spider Man. Yeah, it's got multiple Spider Men. Yeah, you have uh, the Doctor Strange. Quantumania, which is yeah, yeah Doctor Strange, which is a uh, multi- uh, multiverse of madness. You have the yep. Ant Man and the Wasp, which is Quantum Mania. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it, it's sort of setting up the next. Yeah, but it's, it's as if it had galloped I, to the finish line yeah. and then stood just behind the finish line and did a little dance and oh. then stepped over. Yeah. You know, I, I, I enjoyed the journey more than I enjoyed the same end. Same here, yeah. yeah. 
Hmm, I didn't mind the mm. ending. I thought uh, Jonathan Majors, who was playing He Who Remains in this yeah. oh. incarnation, I thought he did a great job. I thought he really good. kept it going. Because if somebody else had done that, they might not have been able to keep that quite so lively. Yeah. So I look forward to seeing more of him in his different yeah, which version? variants. <laughs> oh yeah, because was it as he's been spoiler music in the chest? to death the last thing he said yep. was see you soon mm. or yep. see you later yeah <laughs> now in theory there are an infinite number of him yeah mm. which means you can never defeat him no every time you, you kill him there's going to be another one and another yeah. one forever there's, there's they, either going to be a better one or a worse one they're going to need an awful lot of jackets with variant <laughs> on the back of them yeah <laughs> it was like an FBI jacket yeah variant it's a bit like the Loki you know we, we now know that there's umpteen versions of the Loki. Yep. And he only snogged one of them. And again... I, I, <laughs> I think know. Richard E. Grant yeah, and Tom Hiddleston to... is fan fiction waiting to be written. I've got to give a shout-out for Richard E. Grant's last scene. Oh, mm. oh good grief, yeah. And what was it, the grin, yeah. as if he knew that he was going to get out of it. Yeah, that this is maybe he did. This is this yeah. is the question. Was was he there? Was it just an illusion? Oh, it was an yeah. illusion. It's got to that was a great moment. Mm. It yeah, really uh, was. Oh, I call it? out shout out to the music too. Yeah, particularly at that moment. The, the music throughout has been really good. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, what I said. Lots of use of theremin, and in that bit when he's recreating Asgard, you've mm. got uh, Rise of the Valkyries in there yeah. as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah, there should be more theremin in TV series, especially sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> but the question is, did he know he was going to get out of it because he's all in the service of the great intelligence as well as being alone? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh dear. And we, we should give more of a shout out to Sylvie. Oh, yeah. Sof- Sophia oh. Di Martino. I don't know how you pronounce that. Her costume was something special because um, yes, she's certainly. not long had a baby and yep. um, she needed to be able to feed the baby or expre- and express milk. Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty much sewing Leather. you into mm, yeah. costume. Mm. And yeah. the designer <laughs> designed it so that the, um, the breasts flaps come up. They zip open so she can just whop her back out, feed the baby, whop it back in, zip up and go back <laughs> to work. the next thing. Because yeah. she, she just couldn't take time to but, take the whole thing but off. But the thing, thing is, what is disturbing me slightly is this baby is only a, a couple of weeks, couple of months old. Yeah. So it's um, currently, it's imprinting. <laughs> it is imprinting on Loki. What is this doing to the baby? <laughs> That's what I said. Surely if she'd been in any punch-ups and had sort of like, black eyes and things all over yeah did they have to get all the make off first so they didn't traumatize the little one <laughs> the little one's too, too busy going dinner dinner <laughs> that reminds me as a side step here yeah i was in tesco's doing the shopping by myself on saturday and mm-hmm. this woman walked past and she'd got a tiny baby in the um little seat he'd obviously just only just started sitting up very very mm-hmm. small she had on a like a summer crop top and as they walked past the peas he reached out and grabbed her boobs and she mm. said no no not yet sweetie and he just insisted on grabbing her boobs making i'm hungry feed me now noises <laughs> and oh i laughed in the pee aisle boy did i laugh <laughs> <laughs> it was close <laughs> Yeah, but going back to what you were saying previously, I mean, that kid is going to have major bragging rights when it's older, sort of saying, my mother is a god. (laughs) 
Yeah, all but mothers are a god. All the other <laughs> boys will be having confusing thoughts about this kid's mother, which is going to traumatise him. <laughs> I do hope they make another series. I like the way this one finished. Yeah. I mean, is Loki still Loki? I, I think he retained his own memories, so what but, his experience yeah. is. But does Loki actually exist? Ah, no, I think, yeah, I think a Loki will exist because of the timeline. Yeah, but just the way it finished, it kicks off some really interesting yeah. possibilities. I see that. But, I'm uh, looking forward mm. to it. This was this was cracking stuff. Mm. Yeah, really was. it's really good. Yeah, by far my favourite of the three Disney Plus Marvel series. Yeah, mm. really good. Well, I, I just basically binged them. To be mm-hmm. perfectly honest, I I thought, no, oh, I'll just watch one or two while I'm sitting here quilting. <laughs> no, you'll watch all six of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On those happy days of my long distance past, when I could go to work, I was mm. watching them. Uh, the, each episode's about an hour long, so I've been watching. Mm. them Maybe uh, lunch Okay, right. <laughs> yes, I would <laughs> if recommend you... if you if you haven't seen it, watch it. Definitely, um, it's worth getting your subscription up just to watch it and then cancel your subscription. <laughs> yeah, they're all there now. All six episodes. There's only six, unfortunately. Mm. And uh, watch out for Miss Minutes. Oh, she yes. will uh, jump scare you occasionally. She scared the crap out of me in the last episode. Oh, I love Miss it's... Minutes. I think it's there's tar... a lot more yet to be found out about Miss Minutes. Oh, good grief, yeah. It's Tara Strong who used to do or still does Harlequin, the cartoon yeah. version. Ah. Yeah, she's, she's done a load of characters for... Yeah. And it was it was very uh, original Jurassic Park, wasn't it? Yes. The, um... Yeah. Again, that's yeah. that's the inspiration, yeah. Mr. DNA. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. if you're lucky enough to see Loki, we would love to know what you thought of it. You can write to us via show at staggering stories dot net. Woo-hoo. I'm glad I come straight after you. That means the rest have to fight over their positions. <laughs> I know my position because I just sit, work it out to where I sit in the house. Mm, yeah. <laughs> You went in the wrong order. Did I? It should have been Adam next. Tough. Oh, okay. Adam's over there. I'm here. I'm taking the next one. I'll fight you for it. What, you think he can't kill you from there? No, if he does, I'll breathe on him. Ooh. (laughs) Excuse me, that's known as a threat to violence. And now we go over to South East London where Jean has a 30 second recommendation. Timer! Ooh. <laughs> well, I went to the cinema for the first time Ooh. in minute how many years? I don't know, it feels like decades. And I went to see Black Widow, which Ooh. is one I've been looking forward to because she isn't really a superhero in the terms of an augmented person or suits or what have you. I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed this it really does give an insight into her character and the other black widows and it probably is actually one of the more original not creation stories because it it really isn't a creation story it's almost a completion story i would say more than anything else but definitely definitely worth seeing and if you like james bond movies and action adventures it's more that than it is a superhero movie. Who's who's it starring? Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, I like her. 
and oh god now what's his name he used to be little john in robin hood yeah. little clive mantle <laughs> that's the one clive no, mantle. It's not clive mantle no, no it's not no, it's not oh it's ah just he's bet fred he's bet fred yeah. go on put a bet on you know oh, it's worth god. it david harbour's in it certainly no that's yeah. not the one who are you thinking of oh um oh you mean the uh, the londoner yes yeah put a bet on it oh god yeah. scum yeah. Ray Winston. That's yes. It. Yes. That's it. These uh. names completely went out of my head as well. Mine too. He's he's I should say the main nice. villain is probably the best way I can put yeah, he's, it. He's not nice. He's not Ooh. a nice. Occasionally person. has a Russian accent. Occasionally. Occasionally. Oh, it's one of those the Sean Connery school of acting. Yeah, very much. It kind of fluctuates depending on what mood he's in. But yeah, that it's more it's more like um a James Bond type film than it is a Marvel superheroes film. Pa- maybe a Pierce Brosnan era. Yeah. <laughs> James yeah. Bond film rather than the Sean Connery. <laughs> Modern one. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely worth seeing. I, I'd like to point out that was slightly longer than 30 seconds because of all the criticisms I get for my 30-second recommendations. <laughs> yes, but hers were bearable. Ooh! And mine are due to memory loss. <laughs> yeah. uh, galloping old age. Loss, but I didn't actually have a memory to start off with to lose. You, di- you did, you've just forgotten. Oh, right. <laughs> Will you stop making mushroom sounds in my ears? <laughs> <laughs> okay, introduction, season 24, Blu-ray box set. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the oomph seems to have gone out of Jean. She's oomphless. She's melted. Oh. Right. We have all been watching DVDs. Blu-rays, in my case. The season 24 Doctor Who box set. Pause for music. This came out recently, the Blu-ray box set. Yep. Mm-hmm. And how many discs is it? Eight discs? It's eight, eight discs, isn't eight it? Eight discs. It's two per story, so four stories. Yep. Each story has got two versions. Yeah. The original and an extended cut. Yeah. Ooh. Plus a load of special features, of course. I, I, I have a, a small, slight criticism we, as we get st- uh, set off. If this would have been uh, another version, you'd have the extended or the televised version on the same disc you just yeah. press Possibly. press the buttons to yeah. sh- uh, depends which one it's showing mm-hmm. this one mm-hmm. to boost out the size of the box set they have put the extended version or the televised version on their own discs yeah 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 because you could have had them both on one disc and yeah. then you have the as in a lot of them you then have the bonus disc so you put yeah. short bits onto onto the disc and then you put the main bonuses on the other one Instead of being a four box, they bumped it up to an eight box. So it looked Mm. roughly the same size and cost as the Tom Baker, Peter Davison box sets. Mm. Mm. Even though we've got half the episodes. I haven't seen some of these in yonks and yonks and yonks, (laughs) especially Paradise Towers, which I I loved when I first saw it. (laughs) And watching them all again... Bobby Langford wasn't that bad. I actually <laughs> really like Mel. <laughs> Quite the screamer, but uh, well, she only yeah. screamed and screamed a few and, times. And mm. you've got to admit, we did point out she, she was getting rather obsessed in Paradise Towers. Oh, yeah, Jesus. Mm. Right, swimming you pool. want to go swimming, girl. We, we get it. You don't have to keep <laughs> saying it. Well, I that, that nice swimming pool, really, was it? 
I've not been really. in death swimming pools and that. <laughs> but Paradise Towers, I, I oh, do yes. imagine halfway through the scene, a knock on the door and it's a waiter going, we have some salt and pepper for Mr. Briars to go with that ham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was definitely an acting choice. Oh, man, the guy was chomping the scenery. It was magnificent. Oh, no. <laughs> he was having fun. Exactly. <laughs> I can, I can, I can yeah. understand some of the choices because originally he was meant to have been uh, an obsessed little Hitler character, which was mm-hmm. one step removed from one of his comedy characters in. Oh yeah, yeah. Not not the good life. The other one. Yeah. Everett's Crease Circles. Everett's yeah. Crease in Circles. It's, it's sort of a, that. It was that character pushed to the extreme, mm-hmm. and then the other choice is basically an intelligent zombie. But he's, he claimed on the um, bonus things that he was trying to be Shakespearean. <laughs> it didn't sound Shakespearean. No, no. It sounded like someone going, damn this, I don't understand what the hell's going on, let's just have a laugh. <laughs> yeah, I, I was trying to defend him slightly, but yeah, I, I've got to admit, yeah. The same with, um, what's his name, Howard Cook, I think his name was, who played Pax. Oh, <laughs> oh! It was just farcical, wonderfully well, farcical. Well, and watching the little special features, he said that uh, he understood it as a seven-year-old, and yeah, that's he, more or less how he played it. He'd basically been on his own throughout all his formative years, so had no idea about social decorums. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's one of them. <laughs> it's an interesting season. It has to be said. It, yeah, it's Sylvester's first season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Cartmel's first season as well. Yeah. Yeah, so basically throughout this, he is finding his way, sort of trying, mm-hmm. trying to figure mm-hmm. out how to play the role. It is, Cart- as you said, it was Cartmel's first season. Mm, some of the stories had already been written by the time he arrived. Time they already had. Yeah, because yeah. um, uh, apparently Pip and Jane Baker were very hostile to any script suggestions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's one of the and reasons. And he was only in his 20s, wasn't he, as well? Yeah. So as he hadn't commissioned them, he probably didn't have as much power over them. Yeah. And it's his first script to script editor. Interestingly, did you watch um, Sylvester's audition piece? Yeah. Now, it was very much the doctor in there, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, there are two audition pieces. One, he's meeting a very, very, not very watered-down Thatcherite character. (laughs) Played by Janet Fielding. Played by Janet Fielding, the Iron Woman. And the second one is, again, played by Janet Fielding. He's saying goodbye to Mel. Now, the saying goodbye to Mel scene is literally cut, lifted and dropped into the end of Dragonfire. Yeah. The goodbye to Mel scene is bit of his audition piece. I wondered why Bonnie Langford turned into Janet Fielding at that point. <laughs> yeah, I think he did, he did fall asleep. It's a really bad CSO. Uh, but <laughs> as the, the audition pieces was written by Cartmore, and you can definitely see what he wanted the Doctor to be and what Sylvester eventually turned into. Yeah. Because mm. it is a yeah. very... The, the first one is a very manipulative character that although the Iron Woman is in control of the scene, the Doctor is the one who's pulling the strings. Yeah. I remember back in 1987... Yeah, yep. I remember feeling very worried when Sylvester came on, particularly in Time of the Rani. I thought, everybody's going to hate this Doctor. He's such a clown, and you know, this is the end of the end of Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that feeling. <laughs> yeah, I really remember that very strongly. But rewatching it now, yeah, he is clowning around a bit. Yeah. But it also, post-generation, you can forgive it. But 
Come Paradise Towers, he's very much settled down. Yeah. yeah. By that point, he found his doctor. Yeah. Mm. Also, as they say in watching it, is the little ad-libs taking his hat off to the metal oh, to post. to the metal pole. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. that, was, yeah. that wasn't in the script. That was a complete McCoyism. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's a problem for any actor when they step into the role of the doctor and you've already got pre-written season uh, stories. Yeah. And you've got to make it so totally different from the actor that's gone before. Mm. I there's certain stories on these. I like Time and the Rani. There's nothing on any of them I hate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even when they came out, I didn't dislike any of them. I just found some of them a little bit jarring, but that's because it's quite often with the first couple of stories you do. Paradise mm. Towers, even though a lot of it is dated it actually still has resonance in some respects. I mean, the whole thing of it was about gangs and people mm. vandalising and the lack of respect for your areas and that kind of... Well, not a lot of that has changed in those intervening <laughs> years. Well, fun, funnily enough, we mentioned that Loki, there were um, hints of Brazil. Um, mm. In one of the um, behind-the-scenes things, Paradise Towers itself was influenced the look of it was influenced by brazil yeah yeah, that that was one of the Mm. factors it was also a novel that i can't remember the life of high rise yeah high rise thank you which incidentally they did a film version of a few years ago starring tom edelston yeah Mm. oh really (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. i think the problem is like a lot of these things there's a tendency to look at them with the eyes that we have now so to speak, yes. in that we go, oh, well, you know, that's a bit of a cringeworthy, you know, people wouldn't say stuff like that now, but we're going to look back at sort of like fam and what have you, and there's going to be people sitting here in 20 years, 30 years' time going, why did they think the Doctor and that going around going, fam was so great, because it sounds so <laughs> naff, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, yeah, some of the expressions were a bit cringy at the time, but yeah. it was still... It was the 80s. It was the 80s, it was the idea. And I think in some respects, that more than any of the episodes, although it looks cheesy, the premise of the story is actually still quite prevalent in, in, well, the, in many the respects. Well, the Kangs, mm. for a start, in the behind the scenes, you know, the fact there's no boys apart from Pex, they said that was a deliberate choice because they didn't want it to become Lord of the Flies. Mm. But I said to mm. Keith straight away, I've always thought this was Lord of the Flies. Three different groups of young girls and they're essentially playing an extended game, not realising its deadly consequences. Yeah. Mm. The yes. fact that when the yellow Kangs are wiped out it kind of devastates them and they have the whole ceremony. They want to win, but they don't know what they want to win and they never want anyone to get hurt. But they're... As you were saying, it's a form of capture the flag. It was, that's essentially oh. what it was when the Blue Kangs burst in and said, hey, you didn't leave a guard, we win. That's yeah. all they were playing. But, of course, a bigger, more deadly game was going on in the background. Yeah. And mm. the fact that it was survival of all costs, so to speak, in terms of the... The two sweet little old ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, trying to fatten up Bonnie Langford. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we'll take a while. <laughs> I'm just, as I was saying at the time, was that scene included so they made sure she actually ate something? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, that very much fattening up. I wonder what they survive on the rest of the time. Yeah, other, than other people and rats. Well, there's not many yeah. people left in the building from what we can make. They let them all. <laughs> 
But it's it's when one of them was talking to Mel in the foreground, offering her tea and a cookie, and in the background the other one's cutting up carrots and putting them in a massive pot. Yes, <laughs> wonderfully ridiculous. I like that story more more than any of the others. I think mm. you can see an evolution of the Doctor that he's yeah. going to be as well, pretty quickly yeah. through this. You know, time of the Varney hasn't an, any clue which way's up. Um, but mm-hmm. then by the time you get to Dragonfire, you've actually got a fairly formed doctor as yeah, we know yeah, and, him now. And he's being a little bit more sneaky yeah. in Dragonfire than we've seen him so far. He's not he's not the doctor we've come to grow and love, but he's 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 playing drafts, he's not playing chess yet. And quite yeah. frankly, <laughs> if it had been allowed to continue, I've always thought that Sylvester and Sophie had the potential to be the next golden age. Oh, yeah. And this Dragonfire yeah. was the introduction to yeah. that because they were just magnificent they, together. They, they were. The, the next two seasons... They're it's, fantastic. It is a, an incredibly fantastic show. Yeah. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. nobody was watching at that yeah. time. And having Speaking of which, Delta and the Bannermen is my second least favourite of all Doctor Who stories, only really? losing out to Love and Monsters. <laughs> I <laughs> hate it with a passion. Really? Mm-hmm. I quite like it. Oh, I can't stand it. It what, just what, makes the... me angry. Because the girl in that, not Ray, Ray. she was going. Yeah. She, she was, was going to be companion. She was yeah, a potential, potential mm. companion. But then I, I can't remember the story of how it. They ended up not choosing her. I think it had something to do with Sophie could actually ride a motorbike or something. Which, funnily enough, they never let her do. <laughs> but why yeah, why yeah. is it your least favourite? Everything about it annoyed me. Ken Dodd annoyed me. The whole premise annoyed me. It was just the acting annoyed me. I'm really glad Ray didn't become the companion because she annoyed me. (laughs) Oh, wow, Okay. It was just, oh, it was one of the very few at that age where I think I'd only just moved to Crawley at that point. And I actually went and made a cup of tea in the middle of an episode. Blimey. And that was unheard of. I just couldn't stand it. It, it, Each to their own. It's not one of my favourites, but it didn't annoy me. (laughs) Not to the intense level it did you. (laughs) No, I quite like the idea of it. It's not often we get to see the 1950s and okay, holiday camp a bit strange, but, you know, it's a new location for Doctor Who. I think that's that's the problem. Like so many old Who stories, the idea is brilliant, but sometimes the execution leaves a lot to be desired, whether it's because <laughs> of budgets or basically because clearly they'd run out of decent actors that week. <laughs> Sorry, that's a bit harsh. I'm overheated and I'm stuck with an arsehole. <laughs> I, I, I have to say that whilst I don't vehemently dislike it in the same um, manner as my erstwhile colleague there... <laughs> Time and the Varney, I kind of like jars. Yeah. I find it amusing. But of the lot of these, I would say Delta and the Bannermen is my least favourite of them. Oh, really? Time and the Rani, the Kato Mara hour. Yeah. It's, I mean, she was just absolutely amazing. The, yeah. Their impression of Bonnie Langford was just fantastic. Oh, really? It was <laughs> so funny. I, I have no problem with any of these episodes. I think if you're having to pin me down, my favourite is possibly Dragonfire. Yeah. Mm. And that may be just because of the glorious melting effect at the end. <laughs> Which we yeah. then later mm. saw in a movie. Later? Wasn't, I, thought, wasn't, I thought Indiana Jones was before this. I think, no, I think Jones yeah, well was before 85, this. was it? 
Either, 87. Either way, either way. That could just be for the melting point. I don't say I've got a least favourite of them, really. Time and the Rani, for me, is saved, not spectacular, but is <laughs> saved by the acting of both Kate Omana, Kate Omana and uh, Sylvester McCoy. I love them both mm. in that. Mm. And the bubble effect. Yeah. I find them a bit cringeworthy, to be honest, but they really pulled out all the stops to the effects on that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, yeah. that spinning bubble thing, that well, was that, that, brilliant. That, that was it for uh, for who it, in that uh, period it's usually the first episode and the last episode is where <laughs> where the money is <laughs> is put mm. so you've got a spectacular first episode and you've got a spectacular final season finale and then the rest of the money is sort of shared out between all the other episodes of the season now i agree with karen in that i actually like sylvester mccoy as the doctor and i think he's very underrated and to some extent he's the, the mischievous and i don't mean funny mischievous there's a darkness to him oh yeah mischievousness that i really Eventually. like that that if, kind of like I may. anti-hero he's the loki of the doctors yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um i think yeah I, I know that there was actually i mean the whole doctor being a time person from another universe and not gallifrey and <laughs> Etc. really hacks me off for various reasons but one of the premises they were trying to build upon with this doctor was that he was actually not just a normal Gallifreyan yeah. as we got towards survival and that he was and you could see the master there was things happening and the master's approach to him changed that was certainly not this season no no, no that really, was, that begins that next the last season. this is the way it begins through and i can't remember what it was though i think it was like he was one of the main architects of the Gallifreyan civilization, mm-hmm. but you can see that there is something more behind the eyes. This whole stuff with Ragnarok and seeing through the dimensions a lot more easily than some of his yeah. predecessors. Yeah, again, I would say that's next season that yeah. really starts, yeah. not not in twenty four. But you start to get yeah. some of it with Dragonfire. I think mm. we got the Dragonfire. Of course, has got the introduction of Ace, yep. who yep. one of my favourite companions. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Although I would say she hasn't really hit her stride in Dragonfire. No. Not yet. No, she, give her she's a time. just. A, <laughs> she's just introduced, and we have the um, convenient. The, it's time not. Storm. Yeah. It's not actually explained <laughs> in there. It's just a time storm whipped her up. Oh, how convenient! <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Glad they go back to that. The yeah. The uh, seeds yeah. are laid. Yeah. I found her acting cringy sometimes in Dragonfire <laughs> when she says Ace. Yeah. And pumps that she might as well. Slap Well, yeah, I I gotta remember. Sorry to describe that. You gotta remember, as I think was mentioned before, this is the this is a gay man's idea, a middle-aged gay man's idea of a teenager, (laughs) Mm, teenage girl. Yeah. Played by a woman in her twenties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even even at the time when this came out, I was a little bit older than Ace's character. But 47. even I remember sitting yeah. again. Oh my god! No one goes around shouting Ace all the time and wicked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, you would do that if you were maybe half her age or a little but a, a teenager of her age they'd almost given an 11 year old dialogue to a, a 18 year old <laughs> in some respect <laughs> she's 16 meant to be i think but yeah. yeah the gap between seasons when she comes back in remembrance yeah like the doctor they've really found her character by yeah. that point i think yeah so this is quite the embryonic 
season in many ways. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's one of the seasons, though, I find with Sylvester's Doctor, I think because of the fact that it was at that point where the show was losing the rating. Well, it wasn't actually losing that many ratings. It was still actually... It was because it was put up against Coronation Street yeah. this season. But it was still mm. getting good ratings in comparison to some of the things they actually kept going at that time, you know. They, they were quoting it against shows and you're going, but hang on a minute, they're not getting as high a ratings necessarily. But that's, mm. that's by the by. There's a lot of people that don't tend to watch this Doctor's era, be, pain, mainly because they're tainted from Colin's era, from the pantomime, she says, doing air quotes. quotes. Um, anything but pantomime Colin's era. Yeah. It's very violent. And because <laughs> it's just not something that a lot of people review or get into. You know, he did actually... I know it wasn't a very short run, but it feels like he almost had a short run. Well, he kind of did. I'm not quite short as Collins, of course, but uh, of uh, the classic era Doctors, he had the fewest stories after Colin. Mm. Yeah. Because it, Collins' era saw the uh, number of episodes cut in half, and he mm. inherited that. Yeah. So he had 14 episodes uh, a year, didn't you, yeah. by that point? Yeah. yeah, that's something we should we should mention. This is the birth of the new Who era of story length sort of, in the yeah. 45 no, minute Col- block Colin, this, Collins this, was yeah Col- Collins was to an extent but there was a mixture wasn't there this one all of them are no they're all 25 episode minute episodes t- they go back 25 minutes in the it's, trial yeah, of time Col- Lord, yeah. Collins was 45 and then it mostly and then it went back to 25 yeah yeah so his first season was 45 minutes then halved 25 in the trial of time Lord and then stayed that way until the end because all of all of Sylvester's stories are... are they back so you got two fours, two threes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Can I just point yeah. out that a head of Pertwee is melted behind you? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> His lips have run. <laughs> While we're talking about him, we might as well say it. Hello! Hello, just see the hair. I know. We've just got. We've got your um, microphone in view, and this little tuft of hair yeah. sticking out the top, of the, sticking off the top of the microphone. So, would you recommend people who haven't seen this version of the Doctor to watch the Blu-ray set? Yeah, I would. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah and also, also mainly as well for the special features. Yeah, some so really some, good ones. We should mention a few, shouldn't we? Behind the sofas are really good this time. We have a doctor in each, some three groups in the behind the sofa. It's uh, Davison yep. with Janet Fielding and Sarah Sutton in one group. Does Sarah Sutton get a, a word in edgeways? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then you've got Colin Baker and Michael Jason. Yep. That's another group. Sylvester McCoy. And then it was the both companions from there. Bonnie Langford Bonnie and Langford, uh, Sophie, Sophie Aldred. And Clive Morrison as well. The, oh, the there, were there four deputy, of them in there? Yeah, the deputy caretaker. Having a meal and answering questions. Yeah, they've got to feed yeah. them to drive them to turn up. <laughs> yeah. Finally got an interview of Sylvester McCoy with uh, Matthew Sweet. Yep. Uh, what else a little bit got? of convention footage. Yeah, loads of behind the scenes. We've got literally hours yeah. of raw behind the scenes footage, including about three hours of them at the swimming pool in yes. Paradise Towers. <laughs> that, that, because, because that was, what is it, a private swimming pool of some shake or some uh, billionaire. Yeah, yeah. Apparently the Please. water was very, very cold and Bonnie <laughs> Langford had to stay in it a lot. She, she, apparently yeah. she was the same colour as a swimming costume. <laughs> yeah, you could you could tell that she was really cold too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they had to use her hair to cover up certain bits. <laughs> 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 I can't think what you mean there. <laughs> oh, 
But yeah, do go out and buy this, or are you still reading out special features? Oh no, carry on. No, right. so so many to, to mention. Too many, too it's many. Makes to mention. a pleasant change from some programs. Yeah, mm. New Who. Yeah, and the last season of Game of Thrones. <laughs> mm. Anyway, You're still bitter, aren't you? I am. <laughs> anyway, do go out and buy this if you can. And if you can't, just tell us what you thought of this season, because we'd love to hear from you. You can write to us via show at Staggering Stories dot net. You jumped in again. I know. I'm not letting him get in front of me. Not now. He will beat the tar out of you when next we meet. I'll mushroom him. (laughs) (laughs) I do want to to mention there's a couple of special features here where you've got the cast at the time going in front of uh, BBC critics of open air stuff like that and they really get absolute kicking from uh, the some of the BBC presenters mm. it's really quite harsh it's quite difficult to watch as well it, it, really. it almost became <laughs> yeah. fashionable to give the program a kicking and this is the BBC doing it to their yeah. own program but it, right? yeah. it, 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 it became the BBC. one of those things that it was like you know well, almost like, well, if you like it, there must be something wrong with you. And, and it, mm. it really did almost become fashionable for them to beat up on their own show. And if you yeah. remember rightly, at the time we had Michael Grade and Jonathan Powell, who both went on record saying they don't understand the programme and we don't know why we fund it. <laughs> and and, and Chibnall turning up to give a thing a yeah. kicking as well. <laughs> I, I, think, I think this is quite ironic, Chibnall giving it a kicking con- and considering the current condition of the show now now Mm, (laughs) i I don't know about what your experiences were but after davison's era being openly being a doctor who fan in the uk was you know you were just ripe for mocking and ridicule oh yeah you're a weirdo yeah yeah and now now some of the people who used to you know tease me and bully me as a kid's are on Facebook, you know, going, oh, it's brilliant, oh, I love David Tennant, oh, Matt Smith is fantastic, and, you know, you, you bite your tongue. <laughs> I, I don't know if you had yeah. it, Karen, but one thing, thankfully, that a lot of the young ladies who love the show don't have anymore, we were the odd, there weren't that many of us oh. that were female and Doctor Who fans. I mean, I remember one God, time yeah. at the Fitzroy Tavern, someone said to me, how many Doctor mm. Who fans are there women? I said, you could count them on both hands. And you wouldn't need yeah. more than two hands. It, yeah. it was like, you know, we all kind of knew each other because it was weird to be a Doctor Who fan and female. To and like, a girl. Like, yeah, yeah, to like science fiction back then as a, as a woman, as a girl, as a female was just like, there is something wrong with you because that's boy yeah. stuff. And I really, really like the fact that that isn't the case anymore. That's the one thing I really do... Mm. like about the way yeah. they do things now with the new show and that there, there isn't that i can't even call it sexism because it it wasn't sexism in that kind of way <laughs> well it, it, it kind it kind of was because let's face it and it wasn't just doctor who it was everything oh yeah sci-fi yeah. sci-fi was a boys club for boys yeah and now it the whole thing is how it should be mm. it's open star wars star trek doctor who everything mm-hmm. nobody gives a damn what gender you are it's really good to see i'm actually quite yeah. jealous because i never, personally i've never really found any stigma <laughs> from the fellas who were fans 
No, God, no. No, um, they it, were all, you know... It was from other people. And that's what I mean by... Yeah. I don't think it was sexism, as in it wasn't, oh, this is a boys' club, you can't come into our club. It was people outside the club going, why are you in that club? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that, that's, more, that's more accurate, because the guys at Tavern, yeah. you know, they would happily they would happily argue about the, the various shadings of a quark for two hours over a pint of cider <laughs> with us as much as they would with other guys. As, as, as a personal as point did. of view, as a personal point of view, as a man in fandom, it was more of a case of you're a girl. Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> so the crocodile knee test must double check. Why? That's why you got banned from the tavern. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> Sorry, you, you've suddenly reminded me of the yeti. The yeti. Oh, yes. It was one of the young men who we used to know, and I can't remember his name. But even Bill said to me once, if ever you were dragged out of the Thames decapitated, he'd be able to identify you because he only ever spoke to my boobs. <laughs> was he very short or... No. <laughs> hey, he actually had a wonky eye. She's just been really judgmental. <laughs> he was a lovely lad. Anyway... <laughs> We've been receiving some letters. Letters? We have letters. had, um, I think after uh, Jean's emotional blackmail last time. <laughs> I can't remember. What did you say, Jean? She sobbed. I oh, basically yeah. sobbed and went, oh, is there anyone actually listening to us? <laughs> ah, that explains this one from Naya. Ah, hello, Naya. Naya says... I'm not bored and I'm still listening to you. Thank you, Naya. Thank you, Naya. I just don't have very much to say, I'm afraid. There are no new Doctor Who shows to talk about, no conversations no. to describe. And while I'm excited about the second Good Omens, there's nothing to discuss yet. Went to the grocery yeah. store, wore a mask, <laughs> went home and took it off. It's still the extent of my life. I felt the crumbly joke of, ah, people, right down to the marrow in my bones. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Thank yep. you, Naya. Yeah, it is a quiet time in terms of news and stuff mm, happening, it isn't is. it? Yeah. But that hasn't stopped Mr. M from writing. Oh, yeah. Mr. M, where was that? He says, hello, team. Hello, hello Mr. M. Hello, Mr. M. I've not written to you for a few episodes, but you keep reviewing stories I haven't seen. How dare yeah. you? <laughs> I have, time however, seen the Ark in space. Oh, mm. This is a good story and well-produced for its time. I yep. get what fake Keith means about the half-transformed Noah, but to my eyes, looking at something from the past, it still looks pretty effective. Mm. Yeah, to me too. Mm. Yeah. The Wirin look like overly extravagant mops. <laughs> yeah. Tom Baker is brilliant, and as you said, the chemistry between him and Liz is great. The resolution to the story isn't the strongest, but it's pretty serviceable. Mm. I like how the story has a great feeling of scope. The sets are huge, mm. and having only mm. a few characters in those spaces makes them feel even huger. That's a word. It's not a word, but okay. we won't go there. Okay. <laughs> the story following on from Robot and leading directly into the Sontaran experiment begins a run of sequential stories not seen since the early Hartnell days, mm. something That's which true. I wish Doctor Who would do more often. If it did that, mm. we'd have no room for big Finnish stories. No. As for me... What sci-fi have I been emerging myself in lately? I've been watching Battlestar Galactica, the 21st oh. century version. Good version. And mm. Fringe. 
both of which Ooh. are very good in a popcorny sort of way. Mm. I've also been continuing to work my way through the big Finnish main range, mm. with a oh, recent yeah. listening being Three's a Crowd. Okay. With the central concept being a race of people accustomed to isolation. I've just listened <laughs> to that one. Hmm. All right, yeah. Communicating digitally and scared of yeah. being in a room with another person for fear of. Well, I think you can see where I'm going with this. <laughs> Surprisingly <laughs> relevant. Yep. That was a fifth <laughs> Doctor with Perry and Eremem story. Yep. Ah. I am also about to embark on a box set of something that I've Ooh. wanted to watch for a long time, mostly based ah. on your recommendations. Babylon 5. Hey. Great choice. I'll keep you in the loop on my thoughts on it as I go. I'm looking forward to it tremendously. Listen to mm. the commentaries. We've done commentaries. Mr. M. Not for every episode. Not for every episode. P.S. Oh, oh. oh, yeah. Oh. Are the Staggering Stories commentaries you recorded for B5 spoiler free, or should I wait should till be. after I've watched the whole thing to tackle those? Probably should wait. Uh, no, I think we try pretty hard to make sure I don't talk about anything in the future. We talk about mm. what is happening in that episode, so as and long as you've watched that episodes. episode, yeah. EPS. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, obviously, commentaries contain spoilers for the episode you're watching. Yes. I mean, spoilers for future episodes. Shouldn't be. No, we're fairly careful about that generally. Mm. Yeah. yeah. PPS. Oh, yeah. PPPS. <laughs> Although, as all the episodes have been broadcast, technically they're past episodes. So, are there spoilers for past episodes? PPPPS. Spoilers! <laughs> Thank well, you, Mr. M, you insane creature. Yeah. Well, the, there was that time when you was watching them and I'm biting my lip trying not to say <laughs> this is an important <laughs> bit, watch it. I was brilliant. <laughs> you, you reacted properly in all the right places. <laughs> anyway, lead us out, Crumbly. Oh. And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. But never fear. <laughs> Leave those mushroom noises out there. <laughs> but never fear. In the next one, there'll be more of the same. More fun frivolity and jollity. More news and reviews. More who old and new. So until that... L for Loki. Uh, we had the L recently. There's only 26 letters in the big mail. <laughs> We're on episode 200 million. <laughs> I think we I'm sure it's never done. Q. 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 Mm. Quintessentially quiet. Quizzical. Quad quizzical. Of- Quaking. Quizzical queen. Quaking. In her quad boots. Mm. With quality. I was going to use the word quim then, but I thought that would <laughs> No! <laughs> well, I suppose it's Loki-ish. Yeah. I'm in a quandary. Yeah. <laughs> Comes quaking quandrously towards us. Quite quickly. Mm, absolutely. Mm. Not with quads, with me. quasars. You've just got the dictionary out. <laughs> <laughs> I know words. This is me, Crumbly, saying. So Bit seeing you. Farewell. Goodbye. Au revoir. Go. (laughs) (laughs) You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, Series 1, number 372, featuring Adam Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake Keith, Gene Riddler, and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speakers and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers on the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this has been an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. An apology. Sorry, I had a burp. I've just had an egg sandwich. (laughs) Nice egg sandwich. Oh, it was a lovely. He made me an egg sandwich. It was lovely.
This is how I'm occupying my time at the moment, waiting on her. I'm, s- I'm seeing how much I can get away with. <laughs> <laughs> Although you didn't put the clothes away. I, I, I've got them. I've got my earphones in there so I can listen to stuff while I'm. It's okay. just that I got distracted. Okay. <laughs> I've got the rest of the week to. It's, it's, we got a we got a black chalkboard. At the moment, it's got a five-bar gate on it as I'm marking the days off on oh, when no. I can go back. <laughs> I wish I could have ten days off without having to do anything and it not count as holiday or sick. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'd be wonderful. I hate you. I know, I know. <laughs> Keep that anger. We can use it in the intro. Okay. Yeah, so that you've been, uh, you and Keith have been uh, forced to self-isolate. Keith has now got mushrooms growing all over him. <laughs> Just make it sound like they're quite a mass. Yeah, oh, ev- everything he touches, you know, sort of, he, he takes on the characteristic characteristics of okay. quite a mass experiment. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what oh. happened? <laughs> we're, we're on steps. <laughs> I don't want to be on steps. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realise me changing my view would change it for everyone. Please get us off the steps. <laughs> you, you know what it looks like? It looks like the uh, the mole hunt game where you go, ow, ow, whack-a-mole. Oh, whack-a-mole, I'm not quite sure where the steps picture comes from, though. Yeah. I don't know. Jean, stop it. I've stopped it. <laughs> well, you haven't. We're still there. I have. I hate you as well. <laughs> Take it out of together mode. So there you go, grid view. Stop titting around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, daft old wench. <laughs> you have to remember, Karen mostly zooms with politicians who don't do this type of thing. One was a potato. <laughs> They're a bit too grey and dowdy. <laughs> Oh, it's my McAfee. Yeah, we haven't got We've any viruses. Scan. It's Yay. right, we don't have any viruses. I'm cl- oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> is that wobbling? Is it uh, yeah, the wobbly, the wobbly is wobbling. <laughs> Do it in a crumbly voice. Do it in a crumbly voice. With with mushrooms. <laughs> I always plat. No, I can't. Be quiet. Is that still wobbling? La, 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 la. Uh, the wibble is still wobbling, yes. Good. <laughs> Don't do that with your tongue. It's disgusting. <laughs> That's not what you normally say, is it, Karen? Oh, shoot! <laughs> God! <laughs> Too hot for this! What? <laughs> <laughs> your head's all wet. <laughs> Shut up, Riddler. <laughs> I'm trying to suck in peace. Pardon? Is the wibbly thing still wobbling? La, la, the la, la, la. wibbly thing is still wobbling. Excellent. The wobbles are still wibbling. Good. I'd just like yeah. to say I've been eating a lot to make sure I don't have symptoms. I mean, I can taste things. I can still taste things. You're fine. <laughs> Stop seeking attention. You have been oh. pinged. Eating plenty of bananas, are you, to make sure you can still taste? Oh, no. <laughs> God, no. Not... What's wrong with bananas? Yeah.